There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW, Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Ampler and Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to NXT tonight and the second week of Samoa Joe being back in NXT. I am very excited, Michael Hamflet. Yeah, um, there was a, you know, it's authority figure stuff ultimately. So it's always got the potential, especially presented by WWE, it's got the potential to go wrong. But there was an unmistakable energy to it last week. There was a, a good vibe about the episode brought about by the. Inclusion of Smojo's William Regal's muscle, I guess. Um, and it's all about how long they can continue that. It's about just whether or not it was how pleasing it was that he's returned, whether it was that it represented oddly, and this wasn't didn't really feature much in the conversation, I guess, but like can NXT occasionally operate outside of WWE's auspices? This was a man that was released, seen to have had no purpose a few months ago, and they talked him back around on presumably a much lower contract, I guess. But like was was all that excitement for the various reasons that Smojo can generate excitement? Can that last more than a week? I think this will be an interesting test of that tonight. Have they got any creative juices for it, or was it just was it just a novelty factor that was kind of carrying the card? It's the thing I'm least interested on previewing the show, which I think otherwise has got some stuff on that I'm bang up for. I've made my general point about general managers very clear. Um, over the last week or so. Don't want to run through that ground again. The fact that Smojo was an excellent one and I still hate it means that we're all doomed. <laughs> yes, yeah, what is he doing playing out this week in terms of presumably he's the enforcer and I sense when Adam Cole woke up, he probably wasn't best pleased with what went down. He still don't know who he's going to be facing uh, this week, but yeah, he's certainly sh- shaken things up in terms of carrying cross, accusing William Regal of not exactly having a handle on things to suddenly then walking off at the end of last week's show going, well, I guess that's all dealt with for this week at least. Yeah, I mean, he should get a receipt. I want Adam Cole to batter him. I want Adam Cole to be 
even if it's a sneak attack, I want to see a receipt. I want to see these wrestlers who are reduced to being weaker than management figures, retired management figures. I know it's Joe. Jesus Christ, like I loved ROH Joe. Still, he's a retired bloke who, in this weird role he has to play, still has to be an incredibly hard guy who can't, it would seem right now, work a match. It's just all bad for me. And it can be salvaged to a degree if Adam Cole beats him up, possibly in a sneaky backstage assault. I don't know how that jibes with the chaos that Samoa has been hired to quell. It does nothing for me at all. It really doesn't do anything for me at all. I got really giddy off seeing that that gif you may have seen doing the rounds in Squared Circle the other day where he's at a show and there's a lad there supporting CM Punk goes to pretend to hit him and the kid flinches and he's like, hey, little bitch, do that to like Adam Cole again tonight. I yeah, I don't want that to be Adam Cole. I don't want Adam Cole to yeah, be a side okay. fan. But something along those lines in terms of the fact that unless he's physically reversed, we know he can't touch someone, but it's still Joe pulling back his fist towards you, whoever that, that may be. Be selective. Be selective. Yeah. Do the Gargano. Do yeah. the combat characters. Uh, what do you think, Hamlet? What next for Samoa Joe tonight? Um, I don't know, probably a bit more of what we got last week. And I guess that, like, to my original point, I don't know how interesting that will be or how it will feel compared to the novelty of last week where you had him choking out Adam Cole or facing off and facing down Karrion Cross, who had finally committed to being a prick on air basically like that like I'm into it enough in small doses but I, I certainly agree when it comes to the call especially I quite liked the booking of Adam Cole in, in theory on this show because it's very much an Adam Cole in action rather than Adam Cole with a, a big match he's got uh, Kyle O'Reilly at the Great American Bash uh, we know they can go along Christ almighty but like what he knows is that he's in for a hell of a fight because he's, he knows what to expect with Kyle O'Reilly. And I think it would be quite cute of them to give Kyle O'Reilly this rock-hard, exhausting contest with Kushida on the same night that Adam Cole bests an uh, unnamed loser in a minute and a half with the last shot. You know, he's, he's as good as sitting by his pool. He's just happened to put his wrestling tights on for the night. Like, I think that's quite a nice build in terms of what we know of Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole for that big... Great American Bash match. Maybe even Kyle O'Reilly picks up an injury that he has to take into the match with Adam Cole while Adam Cole is fresh as a daisy. I don't want the Smojo thing to go unchecked, but I feel like it's maybe not something they're going to revisit straight away. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Adam Cole's match and, and Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly. And unquestionably, Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly potential easily to be to be matched. Well, probably not matched the night, actually. There's another match that's probably going to rule a little bit more. Um but yeah, how are you feeling about that? And yeah, who would you have Adam Cole face? Would it be a sort of Leon Roth, not to belittle him too much, obviously former North American champion, but something akin to that, like you say, a straightforward victory for Cole whilst Kyle O'Reilly, well, wrecks his shoulder against Kushida, probably. Just, yeah, even lower than Leon Roth on the pecking order for me. The um, Maybe Adam Cole, and you know, it's really easy for the commentators to mention this, like to mention this. Maybe Adam Cole has wormed his way into getting a nothing match against a nothing opponent because William Regal's made a polite concession because, oh, sorry, my friend choked you out last week. 
I'll give you what you want. Like a minor detail like that would actually be quite a nice way to justify how Adam Cole has backdoored into a total squash. Like they could well, actually, he gets, he got, they both got to pick their opponents. Kyle O'Reilly picked Kushida. It's just this. Yeah, yeah. Smart. Adam Cole saying he's going to give some loser an opportunity or something like that, only to just easily beat him. That would be the way I would go with it because I just I think it makes the nicest contrast between the, the two men. Uh, cool. Sorry, I want to see some total skinny slob get last shotted, his head last shotted off. And I want that to contrast nicely with a clean in the middle loss to Kushida at the expense of um, Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. Get them all the time you need. Actually, don't, don't do that. Look at them do that. <laughs> Give them, don't do that, please. Give them 20 strict minutes that you will not go over. Let them tear the absolute, absolute house down. Give them every single resource except for too much time. Give them their own match. Let them hit each other incredibly hard. Let them go hold for hold in this like sudden, impactful match struggle that if they do not, in fact, get out the way of each other's elbows and forearms and knee strikes, they'll get a concussion because they are absolutely world-class, accomplished wrestlers who can duck and evade and just create the blood sport danger of a sensible MMA-inspired match. Be brave and be bold in your booking. Put Kushida over. Realize that, yes, you probably are going to put Kyle O'Reilly over at the expense of Adam Cole at the Great American Bash. Inform the build of that by having Adam Cole actually being a heel and not just some pissed-off friend who buys video games and Kyle O'Reilly knows where that is. Be bold in the booking. Kashida should go over O'Reilly in a match that you couldn't possibly emerge from thinking, ah, oh, Kyle O'Reilly's a loser. Mm. But who would do that? A heel who can sort of bend logic to his own whims and consider a win over just some ham and egger like so much more than a spirited loss to just a world-class athlete and champion and have that inform the build. It's It's easy. I don't necessarily think there's any wisdom in booking Kyle O'Reilly to lose when he's done quite a bit of that, considering he's meant to be the next baby face and waiting. But you've already done that now. So if you're going to do this kind of storytelling, at least do it in a way that informs this next chapter of the rivalry. Ambler, who wins for you out of Kashida and Kyle O'Reilly? Um, nobody. It's not going to get a finish. It's going to be really dispiriting. And what a shame it'll be because, yeah, you absolutely should go with Kashida. It's completely in line with... Um, Kashida's form at the moment. A wrestler with the confidence to run a weekly open challenge is somebody that shouldn't be getting beat because otherwise, where have you got your confidence from? Um, it doesn't hurt Kyler Riley. It really doesn't to have lost this match. He, well, funnily enough, I guess, he's not in form other than, you know, if this was all real, other than getting the better of Adam Cole, he's lost more than he's won this year, I would say, in these big match environments. And I just, I think it would like, it would feel more real for Kachida to get the win of Kyle Rice. That's very much what I like to see. Yeah, my gut feeling is this doesn't get a finish. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash whatculture. Uh, elsewhere, we have uh, Frankie Monet's Encore. Uh, she's Doing great stuff so far, isn't she, Sid? You're in NXT. Yes, I like her character to an extent. I didn't get that much out of the match, if I'm being honest. There's an old wrestling saying. I don't know if it's just like a wrestling saying, or I've certainly heard it enough in wrestling. It's probably because it's inherently misogynistic, or if it's just like a certain phrase that's beloved of certain southern states. But um, she's a sh- disturber. Mm. An absolute sh- disturber who just Caught controversy wherever she goes, as we've said several times in the past. It's a great character to do, to do an episodic wrestling TV because she can justifiably backtalk her way into a match with anyone. Um, look, there's an element of when the bell rings with her. But recently, I've been encouraged to think that NXT doesn't just always impose these epics on the wrestlers. Certainly, I've seen more of LA Knight in the ring because they've protected him and they've allowed him to wrestle as LA Knight to his um, benefit. So maybe there's a bit of a cultural turnaround that makes me think that I can enjoy watching Frankie Mane, the character, without having to be subjected to 20 minutes of hand staring. <laughs> yeah, I, like more of what we got first time around. They've been so... Um careful and cautious, I guess, with how much we're even supposed to see of Frankie Monet, that it's what it is. It's only a second match, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's only the second time we're going to get to see any of the entrance, any of the pomp, any of what she does when she really like turns it on against a rank and file against the jobber. So probably a rerun of that. They're clearly in no rush and it's like, it's not the worst thing. Honestly, it's absolutely not the worst thing. The division's in pretty decent health 
there is a series of rivalries there for them to revisit as and when they want to. Like, like fine, if you want to set up a TV opponent for in two weeks. Like, maybe this is the week to do it. Maybe somebody comes out having like been one of the many people that she talked smack to over the last month and a half who doesn't really like it and wants to challenge her and wants to give her a real challenge. Like you can easily set that up for two weeks because they've kind of like laid plenty of the groundwork, but I don't even think you need to race to that. I think if anything, like spotlight more of how dangerous she can actually be when she gets angry or when she takes something as simple as a slap to the face or something like that, just to add a little bit of heft to all those, to all that she chats backstage. Like it, Stands up more when you've seen that she can actually do something about it if absolutely pushed. Mm. Intriguing to see if they do something with Robert Stone with him potentially watching the show back last week and saying, She said what? Tries to nick a dog or something and it bites his hand off. Maybe they do something along those lines. But yeah, I'm really excited to see her back here in between the ropes because I think she's a wonderful addition uh, to NXT. And one of my favourite things, understandably, for one reason, uh, about this about this show is, of course, that million-dollar rivalry. But I particularly enjoyed the developments we saw last week, Hamfler. And it's a tricky next step, isn't it? Let's be honest. We've done the whole LA night, becomes the million dollar champion, gets the belt, and then immediately turns on Ted DiBiase. And then Cameron Grimes comes to his aid. What happens next is crucial, isn't it? Yeah. I'm nervous and slightly wary about how good the act of Ted DiBiase, the babyface manager of Cameron Grimes, the babyface can really be. Um, it obviously works best primarily within the context of this story. You know, um, Cameron Grimes ultimately reclaiming that million dollar belt because he was the only one that really wanted it to begin with. You know, like it's just an extra flex for LA Knight. He's got what he needs out of this, like sort of passing fancy with Teddy Biossi and he's on his way. So we're getting another month of this or another two months of this. Quite a nice NXT television main event, actually, thinking about it. It's Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight 2, where LA Knight reclaims DBR, uh, Cameron Grimes reclaims DBS's property and either gets to wear it as himself or returns it to the true owner, any of that sort of stuff. It's all very nice, but I don't think it's well, it's not Cameron Grimes, you know, like ticket to the moon. It isn't. Like this has kind of got to be short term and just exists within itself. They can absolutely build to a rematch. Cameron Grimes can win that, and then probably best take Ted DBS out of the picture for me. Is there anything like advertised for a night? They just they literally there was a bit of it on Raw just saying that the million dollar rivalry continues. So nothing official as far as I'm aware. Um if in fact Cameron Grimes does have potential to be a top guy figure on NXT, and I honestly think he does, mm-hmm. provided he isn't pigeonholed so much as the idiot. If you're looking at the reactions in terms of this 300-strong crowd. The most they pop big for is Cameron Grimes. So maybe Kyle O'Reilly's not the guy. Maybe it's Grimes. And if he is, in fact, the guy, he's so talented. Maybe you want to, beginning with tonight's NXT, get him out of this mold as this idiot. And the best way to do that is... He's really good at promos as well. And he can bury people really hilariously as well. I remember he cut a promo on NXT UK... Um, that really done the rounds. He just buried it. It was hilarious and it deserves to be buried. Um, just maybe it's something as simple as an actual fired up baby face promo. And they trust him now. Trust is a big thing in this WWE system. Mm-hmm. He pitched to do this rich guy gimmick. Maybe they'll realize, you know what, we're onto something with this guy. Give him 
some bullet points and let him go out and deliver it himself. I would simply do a big vowing revenge. And it's kind of silly. I'm vowing revenge for this ancient guy that ages the product that was a knob for me. But if he can transcend that material with a good promo, then maybe there's a glimpse into NXT's actual future. Mm. LA Knight crossed the line, I think was his phrase last week. More of that sort of thing. Uh, talk to Lilia Sidge about a match of the night contender. Obvious match of the night is going to be uh, Hit Row versus Everrise because they rule. And this match is already, Michael Sidge, wing, turning me on. It's, well, it's turning me off because uh, it's turning me off because Hit Row, who I don't think are very good, are going to win. And it makes all the sense in the world for them to win. And it's quite an inspired pairing in that Everize. And I really don't think it's just limited to this podcast, but they have like a cult appeal. Mm. And even if that's generous, they will get over continually because they are just very endearing fellas. And it's a good vehicle, in theory, to get Hit Row over. I can't believe how much I've been validated. Do you watch Hidden Treasures? Have you ever seen it? Like getting I know I've watched it now. Like... Top dollar. Something about this guy. Everyone thinks he's cool. I think he's a geek. I don't, be- I don't believe he's act at all. Turns out he's a merch mark with a fiend belt and stuff, and he's all about the hidden treasures. I knew there was nerd energy radiating from it. <laughs> I knew there was. I knew it. And I've been told the cool. I don't like Hit Row. If you want me to make me love to hate Hit Row or think they are an effective heel act, you can't get you can't get blood on this show, which is ironic because they do things so much worse than blood. If you look at the risks that several of these guys take, beat the piss out of them, like convey Hit Row as an actual formidable unit. Don't do a 50-50 match. The more 50-50 it goes, allows Vic Joseph to shout more things. <laughs> Kill them in a one-sided annihilation. Please. Like, I like Everrise, but you should be cruel to the things that people like if they don't really have star value at the top of the card, which I'm sorry, Everrise don't. K- kill them without mercy. Me- yeah, regrettably, I have to agree. Like, I do have to agree. I don't want to see it any more than Sidric. It's hit Rome, man. Um, but it, it does have to be this way if this is the direction they're insisting on taking with Hit Row. Um, on, speaking of top dollar, let's get back to Cameron Grimes for a second because he was very pleased to see the news that Everrise um, are going to be getting more YouTube content. And he actually quote tweeted the boys saying that they're getting YouTube money and he knew they'd be able to start paying them back in no time. So that relationship that we just fantasised about after one locker room meeting is now storyline canon. And let's have Cameron Grimes come out and make the save. And I don't know, let's have a hit rose and LA Knight six man against uh, Cameron Grimes and Everrise. There's something more interesting to talk about on next week's show because we get to see all the boys together, all the poppers together. With Ted DiBiase of all people in the background. Imagine him being the one to fund Everrise live. Just to get what them. Storytelling that would be. That would be AEW scope storytelling. <laughs> I would love, whether it's Ted DiBiase or Cameron Grimes, and I realise obviously he already has, but if they got this sudden injection of funds, they would not know what to do with it for Everise Live. So it'd be Star Wipe, Star Wipe, right? Pyro for no reason. Willborn World. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, Everise win tonight. I think uh, top dollar 
takes a swing, misses, and gets rolled up. That's my booking for tonight, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Finally, uh, Hamlet tonight. No idea what it is. Well, I sort of do, but I don't really. The diamond mine opens. Speculation is rife about all this. What on earth do you think it is? I don't know, right? But like wrestling fans deserve much better from wrestling companies and from wrestlers because it's been the case, especially from WWE and like NXT really love this. But like ultimately in the dawn of time, basically it's gabble. Like wrestling fans, you give wrestling fans a gabble tease. Gabble, gabble, gabble. And then you're like, well, I want to see what that is. They did it on last week's show with something different. There was that phone battery charging, wasn't there? It got like 25% last week. We'll see three vignettes this week where it goes to 35%, 50%, and 70%. And then next week, you're going to ask us on a podcast, what's the battery all about? <laughs> I don't know, but I've got to watch. <laughs> like, it's the exact same thing with the diamond mine here. Just give us a graphic to look at for a few seconds and almost now more. And it's like empty speculation. Is it a person? Is it a concept? Something akin to Raw Underground? Um, is it a return? You know, could this be what's Lord Roderick Strong back? Mm. You know, is it something that Mercedes Martinez was setting up in the background and now she realizes she needs to unleash it because, oh my God, Tanshia. Like, it, like NXT, like Raw Underground was filled with NXT extras last year. Could they've gotten a taste for that and they want to have it on the reg on NXT? I don't know, but they've gabbled me, and I'll be watching to find out. What's going on with Roderick Strong? Hmm. I'm linking Roderick Strong to either the battery or Diamond Mine. It wasn't my take on Twitter, because NXT doesn't do numbers for me, or anyone, in fact. But someone linked the idea that this battery's charging, and Roderick Strong said he needed to recharge or something, and attended his resignation. So there's something there that might be outside of the diamond mine. But certainly it feels like he's due to return. Diamond mine is all very much um, MMA-themed in terms of, like, it's basically a running copy for, like, an MMA drinks company. That's what it feels like. It doesn't mm. feel like the baby of a new faction. It feels like drink this and be like your favorite MME guy. I don't think it's very good, but I'm gabbled. I'm very much gabbled. What is it? If I was going to watch this on YouTube, and I don't most of the time, that's my raw confession right there. I would be going, right, diamond of mine. What's that? Because I've been gabbled. I've been effectively gabbled. I feel like it's going to be a bunch of prospects from either their athletic class of recruits, maybe with a few GCW guys sprinkled in. And then it's going to be an MMA team. But maybe they'll be led by Bobby Fish, who's doing nothing and is an MMA-influenced professional wrestler who could give them sort of a core to the group, a bit of their legitimacy, I don't know, it just feels like they're going to do something with Fish and Strong and these two things might be linked to two men. Yeah, I have no clue. It just in terms of whether, like you say, this is going to be, you know, we've had our fingers burnt with this before with the, the Funkasaurus of all people. But also, yeah, bloody Conor McGregor show. Well, technically it'd be Dustin Poirier because he's the diamond, but, you know. Here's the thing. Um, and it's just for the copy. I don't think she's going to go to WWE anytime soon. I think it's going to be at least 18 months more of 
Oh, Christ, are people still whinging about her? Yeah, she's really good. Let's sign her. She's a knob. Everyone, a lot of people in various locker rooms dislike her. Yeah, which is good. A lot of people are thinking this has got something to do with Tessa Blanchard. It doesn't. Yeah. No. It doesn't, but maybe for the copy. She's got a following. She's got a following. Maybe you can just put it there for the copy. People will click and realize, no, uh, she's <laughs> very unpopular. I was watching um, All In for something that I'm writing. And like the match was made, the four way that they had um, was built around her looking like a star. And Jesus Christ, if she wrestled one, such a shame. She's such a knob. Like she's class, but she's a knob and she's not involved in the diamond mine. But have that for the copy, get a few more listens. Copy, copy podcast thumbnail a lot. Tessa Blanchard tonight. You're going to see Tessa Blanchard's pose, that thing that you all <laughs> click on, you pervert. Let us know your speculation on uh, the diamond mine and what's going to happen when it, he, they, I've no idea, opens tonight. Regardless, an intriguing episode of NXT. It's been really good recently and I'm excited to see how they follow everything that's been going on up tonight. Let us know your thoughts, as I said, at WhatCultureWWE on Twitter. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Uh, follow Michael Sidgwick at... M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. The NXT review will be there tomorrow and available right now. The Raw review and the AEW Dynamite review, of course, as well. But for now, this has been the NXT preview. My thanks to the Dadley Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.